Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, hello, very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Sorry we're a little bit late, but um, the moment we uh, connected with Max Egan in, in Mexico, uh, we just went dark. So um, I'm just going to blame that on Max. It's just all, all his problem. <laughs> If you'd like to be on the show and talk to Max Egan, good man. He's out of Mexico right now, a philosopher, a commentator, an artist, musician, does a great deal of research into this thing we know and know as financial and geopolitical, which they're one thing, of course. And uh, But uh, his website is thecrowhouse.com. First time we had him on, uh, people loved uh, hearing from him, so we thought, well, let's do that again because that was fun. Good morning, Mr. Egan. Good morning. Good morning, Patrick. Nice to uh, nice to see you, brother. It was yes, an interesting sir. little interlude we had. Yes, there, we did. It? Yeah, yeah. We went to the dark side, you know, <laughs> immediately, immediately. Max, let me start like this. Um, I think if we use the metaphor, the proof is in the pudding, right? We see what we humans, all of us, have created in a way, because we do create a reality, right? So what do you suspect that we're doing consciously or unconsciously as a species or collective unconscious or, I don't know, just create what we're in right now, which is a mess, which is a mess? It It is a mess, and... and um I mean, a lot of people, a lot of what we're seeing, we do create, it's generated out of fear, mm-hmm. you know, fear of what's coming. So, I mean, even when I started doing these shows, like back in 2008, the reason I did it was because there were so many people screaming out fear, fear, fear of what's coming, which mm-hmm. is all very well. We need to be concerned about it. But you've got to see it as opportunity as well. You've got to see the, the positive in, in a lot of it. I mean, as I was saying on my last um, show, my last radio show, they, they do everything they can to keep us in fear. Everybody who's uh, like all the secret symbolism they put everywhere, all the Freemason symbolism and the, uh-huh. the little, little um, pyramids and the little eyes and all these little things they do. You've got to understand when you've got a small group of people, which is it really is a small group of people that are running this show, but they've got big investments in Hollywood and all these sorts of places. They can put their symbolism everywhere, and the little guy out there is going to see the pyramids and he's going to see these things. Oh, my God, they're all powerful. Well, they're not. They, they do that so that you will think they're all powerful so that you won't actually see the power of yourself. So, I mean, we've got to know what's going on to be concerned about it, but we've also got to see how much of it is, is theatrics designed to keep us in fear and understand that we have the power. And this is actually a huge opportunity for freedom, just the fact that the whole system's been laid so bare. So, hmm. I mean, that's why you, you've got to be careful with how you're looking at this stuff and you've got to be careful of how you're presenting things to people yes and with all the negative stuff that i present people i try to show them that there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's a reason for this and you can't you can't fix the problem unless you know what the problem is you just got to look at it through the right sort of eyes so you don't see it as something to fear mm-hmm. you know so are you are you uh making the, the the argument that this is a spiritual awakening in a way where a spirit is kind of saying okay guys wake up and here's a good time to do it Maybe. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's a spiritual battle more than anything, even mm-hmm. because the whole fear concept. Like I was saying, I mean, fear will put you into a state of, of inaction and a state of, you know, where you're scared and you want to hide away in the corner. People say they're always talking about fight or flight, mm-hmm. but they don't mention a third one, which is freeze. 
flight or fright or freeze. And in a fearful situation, most people freeze. Mm. I mean, you're standing on the train track and you look up and the train is, is coming boring down mm. on you. Most people won't step off the tracks because they freeze mm. in, that, in that state. So, you know, that's the difference between fear and concern. When you're concerned about something, you're going to act in a positive way to rectify this issue. But when you're going to fear of it, you tend to hide away and hope that it passes. So you've got to look at things through the right sort of eyes. And even that, yeah, it's a spiritual battle. And, and when you look at how spiritually bankrupt humankind has become, I mean, what's going on now? I mean, it, it, it had to happen. It was inevitable yeah. that this would happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the spiritual battle, we're talking about we as spiritual being taking control of our consciousness and putting it where we want and thinking clearly about what's going on and not just reacting to whatever's thrown at us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a time of, of great awakening, a time of great enlightenment, and of course, a time of great opportunity just, just by that fact alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Max Egan is with us. If you care to join us, 888-663-6386, email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So let's talk, of the, let's talk a bit about the matrix going on and what they're throwing at us um, to see if we can just make some sense of it. Do you think just um, helping people to understand how it does work like you do, Max, that it helps people to get out of the fear mode where they just have a, a little clear understanding of why it's happening in the physical reality? I think it does. I think it, it helps people to be able to step back and look at the bigger picture. I mean, I've often described the world as one big holding company and all the nations are working together. It's a puppet show and they're doing what they can to create the backstory they need to be able to lead you into this smart surveillance society, which is going to be worldwide. Mm. You know, no, no difference in any country. But you've got to be able to look at it that way. I mean, it's, it's all excuses to provide the backstory to shift blame away from themselves to what they're doing. Oh, you had to do this. We couldn't help it. It was it was the pandemic. It was the hmm. the weather. It was climate change. It was Russia attacking it Ukraine. Russia. It wasn't anything we did, you know. <laughs> so they've got to provide the backstory. Yeah. And even with Russia and Ukraine, a lot of people think Russia, Putin's um, taking down the deep state and all this sort of stuff. I, I point out to them that like six weeks before they declared this war in Ukraine, I said to them, "Look, the the, the narratives." falling apart the covid narratives falling apart they're going to need to stage a war somewhere and then right on cue putin goes into ukraine he could have gone into ukraine eight years ago to stop what was happening in donbass why didn't he do it why did he do it at exactly the moment hmm. they needed this big distraction you know so i think it's all i think it's all so one you thing. so you, you you believe then i don't want to put words in your mouth max but you believe that that putin is in on the uh, is in on the on the fix I think they're all in on it. I think if you get to be a world leader, then you're part of the club, you know. It's a big club and you ain't in it. And they know what they're doing. They're George Carlin used to say that, right? Doing. Carlin used to say, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, I mean, even maybe he's got good intentions. I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I look at it and I like to think he's on our side. Yeah. But, but then I, I look at the timing of it all. Yeah. And I just go, this is, this is perfect for what they want to do. Yeah. And, and they're not doing anything to diffuse the situation. They want to escalate it as much as they can. I mean, while there's a big energy crisis in Europe, just two days ago, they announced they're sending another 500 million to Zelensky, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's theater for the masses, and it provides the backstory they need. And of course, Russia. Well, we blame Russia. Russia, Russia's fault for everything. Russia's fault. Trump got in the, uh, got got elected. And Russia's fault for everything. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't blamed COVID on Russia. You know, 
<laughs> they will get to that. I, I, was, I remember, Max, I was in grade school in the 50s, and they were selling Russia as going to nuke us at any moment, and they actually had drills, and we were sitting under a desk at a Catholic school in 55, you know. I mean, they've yeah, been at this yeah. a long time, this Russian thing. Be, I don't think there's going to be a nuclear war. Nuclear war Do destroys you? all business. I mean, I, I doubt whether a nuclear yeah. war is even possible. I, I would um, question the existence of half these weapons they tell us are there. I agree. But um, I agree. I don't, even, even if nuclear weapons are real and they can do what they tell us that they do, the world's a business. It's it's a business. Everything's run as a business. Mm. A nuclear war would destroy all business, which is not what they want to do. They're quite happy to kill the people, but they want the real estate and all the, the flow left there. <laughs> and, for all the stuff. Use, yeah. you know? and all the stuff. Yeah, they want all this stuff. They don't want to they might they might want to get rid of the people, but they don't want to get rid of the stuff. So nuclear war would be completely counterproductive. However, the fear of nuclear war, the threat of nuclear oh, that'll war, get you. that's a very, very effective weapon for keeping people in line, get them hiding under the school desks and doing what they're told, you know? Yeah. We saw a video that Joe Rogan played he when he had Tulsi Gabbard on, and it was a video, Max, from uh, from New York City, and they were telling people what to do if they got if their nuclear attack. I mean, it was hmm. incredible. A model, she was smiling, and she says, "Oh, just stand in the middle of the room. Don't get near the windows, and don't go out until we tell you." I'm serious. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, turn off everything except the radio, except the propaganda machine, <laughs> and let us tell you what you feel and what to do. Yeah. You know? Nothing to do with us, but we're, we're there to help, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's theater. It's theater for the masses. It's a great tool for keeping people in line. Nuclear war. Oh, my God, we better do what the government says. Mm-hmm. You know, and the government's led us to this point, so now we can argue back and forth. I saw a, a great thing the other day with, with AOC. What is her name? Alexandra Occasionally Cortez. <laughs> uh, she um, she was she was giving some speech, and everyone's going, what, well, you lied, and they're all scared of nuclear war. Everybody's in, in fear of nuclear war at the moment, and there's there's not going to be a nuclear war. I guarantee there's not going to be a nuclear yeah, war. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I just, I, I'm with you. Uh, and, and you can really watch it, Max, the way it came out, what starting a couple of months ago. It was everywhere, right? You know, they they were planting these little seeds everywhere. And then Putin. Yeah, they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What are some tricks to our listeners to be able to read this stuff? without getting sucked in? I mean, um, you got some ideas, and how did you learn how to do it? Well, like I've said to people, you can't have any stake in the outcome of, of all this stuff that's going on. We, we have all these ideas of where we should be going and what the world should be, and even ideas we put in place. We, we have this vision of what they want to be. Um, you know, you're only here for a breath, and you're here really for the the personal, spiritual evolution that you're going to go through Mm -hmm. and that's in the case of everybody i mean you're here ultimately all all you really know about all you're really an authority on is yourself and we miss out on that we look at all this other stuff and we we get in fear of it and we're not realizing it's 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 about our own growth we can stop complying with our own slavery anytime we want and i've often said you you can't have any stake of the outcome you got to you got to view this as one big holding company. See what the world really is, and understand how it's how it's being played mm. to play all these nations off against each other and make you believe that you need government there to protect you. And all of it is about to distract you from from yourself and distract you from what you actually came here to do, which is to express yourself to the fullest of your potential. You know, and really, when you look at it in the right way, the, the amount of 
um, way they're bringing the boot down on us so heavily, it, it's a great opportunity for us to do that. It's a great opportunity for us to find ourselves. You know, and stop believing that you need a nanny. Stop believing you need parents, which is what government is, you know. Um, so you can't be too focused on what they're telling you it's a theater show it's a puppet show turn your television off and, and have a look at some of the good stuff that's going on in the world get and get to know your neighbors lead by example in your own community now a lot of people are waking up to how much of a scam this whole yeah. system is yeah. that's what they've done through this they've kind of moved too quickly in a way so you know it's just a personal thing but but people have got to get out of this fear and they've got to see the opportunity for freedom and self-expression this is creating you know we've got a chance to become human again through this i mean it's a joke it's an absolute joke i don't know how anybody could believe any of the political system anymore you're not going to believe the doctors or the media or anything after this scandal they've been running for the last three years i mean what a great opportunity for freedom you know the veil is is falling down you know the apocalypse as they call it the lifting of the veil you're, you're seeing the workings of the system completely laid bare hmm. and and yeah, a lot of people, I suppose, that freaks them out just for that fact because, you know, they've lived their whole life, you know, 30, 40, 50 years of life, and they they thought the system was real. And it's kind of uncomfortable for people to realise that they've been living a lie all this time. But, you know, if they can get over that little hump of what we, you know, we, we're taught to, to um, think the mistakes are the worst thing you can ever do. Make a mistake in life, oh, my God, you're a lesser person. But that's how we learn. We learn by making mistakes. You don't learn how to build a house without hitting your thumb with a hammer a few times, you know. So all of this has been, you know, we've been hitting our thumbs with hammers for a long time. We've got an opportunity here to see what we are and to just step away from this whole system, non-compliance. It's a joke. We can't allow it to do what it, what it wants to do. And it's an opportunity for us to find each other and find ourselves and, and just go in a different direction anytime we want. Mm -hmm. Just say, no, we're going to do this now. You politicians can come if you want, but uh, we're not doing what you say anymore. We can see that you're liars. So, yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, like even saying that, you know, it, it requires self-empowerment. It requires self-responsibility. And a lot of people, even though they want to be free, they don't want to be responsible for that freedom. They don't realize it's the same thing. Freedom is self-responsibility. You know, a lot of people want to be free. To get the newsletter to tell them the world's changed and they can go back to their mm. mundane lives mm. and not change anything, you know. It's an opportunity for everybody to change. And, and of course, as you uh, know, the, the the obsoletes, we like to call them, they're doing everything they can to, to convince people they don't have to be responsible, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no responsibility and for anything. It doesn't we'll matter. Do it all. We're going gonna to do yeah. it. You know? If the pension yeah. funds go, don't worry, we're going to have digital currencies and we'll take care of you you know mm. well that's that's one of the things they're doing is bringing us into a full socialist society where you're going to be completely dependent right. upon government which is one of the reasons they want to break down the food chain break down the social system and get everybody on welfare just to help you just we, we'll look after you but they don't want you ever coming off welfare meanwhile they're replacing all your jobs with robots and all the shit they're doing so i mean you know <laughs> it's all part and parcel to the same thing yeah and of course they, they want to reduce the population so it's going to be more manageable they can't have too many people waking up and figuring this out at the same time, which is what the jabs are all about. And so many people are getting sick and dying from these jabs. And even these jabs are making people more dependent upon government because the jabs have broken down their immune system. So now they're dependent upon getting more jabs every time they get sick. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is a, a real big one for many people to get 
to really get what you just said, that there are forces that want to kill us and to lower the population. It's just, they're there. It's real. It's real. It, it is, and it is a very hard thing for people to come to terms with. I mean, a lot of people believe in their government. They, they've been taught to believe in their government. It's, it's all they know. You know, we, we, we grow up into these situations where our parents are fully programmed as soon as we're born, and we're born into that reality, so they program us. And then we move into school, and they become our parents, and then we move from school into society, and the government becomes our parents. But a bit of building going on here today. That's sorry right. about the noise. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah. yeah. I've got an itchy nose, my trim my moustache. <laughs> I wonder how, I can recall back in the late 60s when I was just getting out of the service that there was millions of us that really got that the Vietnam War was a scam. I mean, we were out in the streets, remember? We were out mm. there, baby. I mean, we weren't just sitting around watching TV. I wonder how that all happened. I mean, uh, with just well, Walter Cronkite, you know, that was it. You know, somehow we knew, though, right? Somehow we knew. Well, we knew back then, but then they introduced the, the hippie revolution and everyone right. got stoned and dropped acid and started putting flowers in the guns and stopped protesting all the war effort because yes. we thought, oh, we could just be peaceful and love-like and give flowers to the soldiers and it'll all go away. Right. It was a scam. The whole hippie revolution was a CIA scam to stop people protesting. You don't see anybody out in the streets protesting these wars now. They're too busy on their cell phones or trying to get uh, likes yeah. on Snapchat or something. You know, yeah. that's ridiculous. I, I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole um, LSD and the cannabis thing was all was all. Uh, planned as well that this was oh it was do you think absolutely it was really? yeah absolutely it was that that was what diffused the resistance wow nobody was joining the peace corps anymore they all wanted to go get stoned you know <laughs> get stoned and you're not you don't care about wars right what do you care yeah yeah, yeah it'll all go away it's all good oh that's that's them you know don't worry about it you know we'll just be peace and love and mung beans and everything will change yeah no, no it was a scam the whole thing was a scam to diffuse the resistance they couldn't have done it without the hippie revolution yeah. We talked to a psychiatrist, Max, uh, last week, I believe, really sharp lady into addiction, and she was talking about some of the THC levels in all of this medicinal marijuana is really out of control, and people are addicted just like they are to Oxycontin and stuff like that, to the gummies and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty, they know what they're doing. You know, they know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that they, even even with what they've done, I mean, I, I don't. I, I smoked weed for a long time. I actually got virtually given up in the last few weeks, which is kind of strange. I just <laughs> stopped smoking for no real reason. You got just, over it, huh? yeah. You know, just got over. I've been smoking for like over fifty years, and I just sort of stopped, is that right? You know? Really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's always been an ally for me. It's always been able to keep my me focused. I got so much stuff rattling around in my head that if I didn't smoke, I, I, I wouldn't be able to focus any of it. And I probably would have gone out, got so angry, and killed someone by now. So, <laughs> um, but then just a, a few weeks ago, I just I don't know. I just kind of stopped done, smoking. Huh? I still have a little puff now and then. But I think that um, the THC levels and what they're doing with the weed. There's, there's a certain spirituality to, to marijuana. There's a certain spirituality attached to that plant. I've always said it's our companion plant. Now, we've actually got an endocannabinoid system in our body. It's the only plant that we've got an endocrine system in our body for. So we've had a long symbiotic relationship with this plant. It's a whole food. You can make all your clothes out of it. You can build all your houses Paper, out of it. Paper, everything. You yeah. do, a, yeah. do a lot of stuff. If it, was, if it was legal, completely legal to do whatever you want with it, 
then it would put most of the most pollutive industries on earth completely out of business. But what they've done with all this GM stuff that they're now selling in, in stores and, like you say, the THC levels and all these things are out of control, nothing natural, they've destroyed, destroyed the spirit of the plant. They've destroyed mm. the soul of the plant. And so when you're just getting that type of weed, you can't develop a soul relationship with it. There's no real soul growth in yourself in that. So I think it's, it's very deliberate. I think, you know, there's a lot of good stuff about cannabis but they've kind of hijacked that and polluted that and turned it into i mean it's like what they did with sex you know and sex should be natural between a man and a woman so we turn it into brothels and sex shows and transgender drag shows and whatever right. it's the same sort of thing they're doing with uh, with marijuana they're destroying the spirit of what it's supposed to be yeah and and i think originally or long ago in the whole carlos castaneda that people could use it in a in a ceremonial controlled way and, and you know maybe can see some things that they didn't see before but that's all gone you know all that's that's all gone you know? yeah yeah i mean you can it can open up um portals of enlightenment with people but like you say it just becomes a, an addiction becomes a way of life and, and people can't function without it and that's really not what the plant's all about and they do that with everything man like, everything. you get anything good and they just they just twist it and pervert it <laughs> And make it serve the system, you know, as that's what they do. And then, you know? and then make it make it uh, evil, and that wants people want to do more of it, right? I mean, just make it evil, just make it evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they do that with everything, man. They, they turn, they they pervert everything they can. It's like, like even like you look at tourism. Look what they've done to the world. You know, look at everything. Everywhere's the same as everywhere else now. It doesn't matter where you go. You find a Starbucks and McDonald's and the same coffee shops. It's matter you go to Italy, go to Spain, go to France, go to America, go to Mexico, go anywhere. You find the same things everywhere. They just turn everywhere into everything else. They they get it. They find that little thing of what people like and they turn it into what they want and then they, they force you to do it, you know. So it's the same thing that they've done uh, with weed, the same thing they do with everything. Look what they're doing to food now. I mean, everything. Nothing is what it uh, used to yeah. be anymore. Yeah. Boy, there's a big war on meat. Uh, they don't want people eating meat. I think it's, it's. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that one, man. Interesting thing, yeah. you know, like um, my, my sister is on the carnivore diet. So am I, Max. So am I. Five or six years. Yeah. And um, I've I've been having really bad arthritis problems and things, and I've just sort of started the carnivore diet maybe like a week ago. Huh. And uh, I'm actually feeling better even after one one week, week of just eating different. animal foods. Yeah. Huh? Just eating animal products for a week, and a lot of the vegans will hate that. But I don't know. I mean, they're they're doing what they can to get rid of meat, and uh, I think there's a reason for that. They're pushing all this vegan stuff, and I think there's a reason for that. However good it may be for you, um, I, I kind of like my sister says she she views vegetables as medicines that you would take when you get a problem. There'd be certain vegetable juices and things, and right. certain herbal things and fruits you can take to fix these imbalances in your body. But um, she's been on the carnival diet for a long time, and she's she's as healthy as. And I'm actually feeling better, like I said, after even one yeah. week. So he, he eat a lot of fat a too, man. The fat is real good too. I, I have five months now in a carnivore, and the more fat that I eat, the better I feel. You know, butter and ghee and uh, whatever you got. You know, just fat because the brain is all fat, right? We're all fatheads. That's what it is. <laughs> fatheads. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, but then, man, there's a reason that they don't want you eating meat, and it isn't to save the cows, and it isn't to save the planet. <laughs> Did you see in Australia, New Zealand, where the Max Egan, they're, 
They're taxing, they want to tax cow farts because it's causing the earth to warm. Do you see that in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with them, nothing to do with the government, nothing to do with any legislation that they do. It's it's because you eat meat, it's the cows. Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Global warming. Yeah. I mean, uh, the climate's changed. Climate's changed all the time. Climate's been changing for hundreds of years. That's why we have a weather department, because the <laughs> climate's changed all the time. You know, it's nothing to do with us. It's incredible. The, the stuff that they sell people and, you know, yeah. It's just I mean, amazing. look at Al Gore. Al Gore, didn't didn't he tell us in 1998 or something that we were going to be all underwater by the year 2000? Of course, the yeah. We're going to rise a metre, all that sort of stuff. Also, also like, frozen... Ice. They say if the ice melts, the oceans are going to rise. I mean, no, no they're not. You know, it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Everything they tell us is ridiculous. A, we we posted a, a, a photo Max right at the the base of the uh, Statue of Liberty, a uh, hundred years ago, and then today, and it's exactly the same level. <laughs> yeah, the exactly yeah, the yeah. same level. It's like okay, how come things aren't rising up here? What's what's going on? <laughs> Statue of Liberty is an interesting thing. I yep. saw a, uh, a painting of Satan from the, I think it was from the 14th century or the, mm-hmm. the 17th century, and it's exactly the same person. I don't know whether I can send you that here. Huh, really? It's, uh, it's the same person? It's the same person, the Statue of Liberty. Is there a chat thing here? I'd, I'd like to send you this. No, actually. I don't. I don't there is, a, there I don't, is a chat. I don't know how to there do the chat thing, thing on, on my, because my, we integrate ours with the software, so... You know, okay. I mean, just shoot gonna, me an email if you got. It. Yeah, I'd like to see. I mean, I've just, I've just stuck it in the chat. It says it was, uh, it was successfully sent. So, um, who knows? Maybe you can find. It. You don't have. It's got more down the bottom. You can push. No, more. what they do is they put, they squash you into my little screen and with a software that I use. Okay. We just use. Anyway, but if you no can do worries. the email, we could, we could post it. And I could put it up there. Look, yeah, it's... Uh, let's do a little break here. We've got to do a break anyway, Max Egan. Mac, Max Egan is with us. It's fun to talk to him, as you can tell. He's a good guy. And uh, go to thecrowhouse.com, thecrowhouse.com. Let's do this break here, and then we'll will continue. Let me press the right button. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Mm, 
tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube. You betcha, and it's still on sale. I think we have two more days. One is the first, maybe Monday. It's through um, Halloween, which is, I don't know, Sunday or Monday or something. Anyway, and use promo code TREAT. 20, 20% off on colostrum. It's really a wonderful product, and I've known Daniel for 15 years. It's really good stuff. And they have three, uh, four flavors, uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and the original. And you can put it in, you know, goat's milk or cow's milk or um, almond milk, whatever you want. And it's, uh, it gives you a lot of growth factors and some, some very, very good things. So I think you'll like it. Uh, try it. Use promo code, code one ready. It'll be a nice time to do it. 20% off, so that's a pretty cool deal. We're always shipping these saunas around the world. We can we ship, you know, I don't know if we've ever shipped one to Mexico. Isn't it interesting? Because Max is down there. But we shipped one to Ireland uh, yesterday, and they can come, it will come with the proper voltage and plug, a relaxed far infrared sauna. And uh, Canada, we have a lot of listeners there, and we get it up to you for about 200 extra dollars so in the united states it's one thousand two hundred and ninety five dollars this relaxed far infrared sauna and then if you just email me tell me where you are give me your city state zip code or country and we'll get you the best price possible now this price is only available through me uh and we can't even put it in print they won't allow us to because google picks it up and everybody wants a seller for this price, and they don't like that. They like to keep the suggested retail price up there, which is about $1,600. So we just take less commission, and we did a deal with them. Said, no, I don't want it. You know, it's too much. Yeah, give it to me the best we can. So if you'd like to get the best price ever with a relaxed far infrared sauna, $1,295. Yes. Just email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking to the lovely and talented Max Egan, who is based out of Mexico for the moment. You like it down there, Max? You like Mexico? I do. It's uh, it's a wonderful place. It's a lot of freedom here. I, I really? feel feel free. I, I mean, it's great. It's, it's yeah. I, I have a good time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely people. Lovely weather. The weather's always perfect in Acapulco. It's crazy. Sometimes a little hot, but uh, yeah, it's great. A lot of uh, um, expatriates come down there and live there in, in your area. Yeah, not so much in Acapulco, but mm-hmm. there are in other places in Mexico, like up Puerto Vallarta and over Cancun, and you know, there's certain places down Oaxaca. But uh, not a lot in Acapulco. Acapulco's got a reputation as a very dangerous city. Ah, yeah. It's really not that bad at all, but uh, it has that reputation. So, and there's not a lot of English spoken here, so not a lot of expats really. Few, yeah. but not a lot. Is the government of Mexico just as Looney Tunes as all the other governments, or what do they do? Not bad at all. Not not anywhere near as bad as any other governments that I've come across anywhere. Um, oh. There were never any mandates to come into Mexico. Didn't need jab, didn't need PCR tests or any of that sort of stuff. Really? Yeah, they got the vaccines in, said you can have it if you want to. There was a lot of people wearing masks, but uh, only because the media was promoting the spin 
but the uh, the Mexican government seems pretty good, and the people in Mexico don't really care what the government says. If, <laughs> if the government gets too out of control, they just they just throw them out and put in new governments. So it's kind of like that here. The government can never really push the people too far because Mexico was founded on revolution. The revol- spirit of revolution is still strong right. with all the people, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, you know, Pancho Villa. Yeah, that's that's the attitude of the place. So. The government knows that they can't push too hard. If they do, the people will just sort of ransack the parliament and cut their heads off and elect the new government. So <laughs> and that's what I they all fear, that. too, right? That's what China fears, I've heard, I've read. That the last thing they want is people storming the castle because there's a billion and a half of them, right? Well, I don't think they ever will in China. The Chinese people are so compliant. It's, it's scary are to they? see how compliant they? Oh. they are. It's, oh. it's freaky. Same as the Japanese people. They're very, very compliant. So uh, that's what they want. That's what they want to bring into our countries, which is what all these lockdowns have been about. It's kind of like an initiation into totalitarianism. Now, getting you to put the masks on, social distance, isolate yourself, Mm -hmm. break down your spirit, break down your will, break down your independence, get you believing everything the government says and and jumping when the government tells you to jump. That's what the whole lockdown's been about. It wasn't about protecting you from a pandemic. It was about forcing you into compliance right. and isolating you from other people yeah. in the process. So it's, it's an initiation, not cold initiation, the whole and, thing. And look what they've been able to do, Max, with they, whoever they are, <laughs> they, uh, since 2001, and putting people on, at the airports and taking off their shoes and their, and their belts, and, you know, put them in these cattle kind of thing. That's all by design. Yeah. Boy. They, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all been about breaking down your will, getting you used to complying, you know, and then took it to the next degree with the whole COVID scam, Deming, you know, and now you've got to cover your face, put a mask on, stay six feet away from everybody. I mean, it's crazy. I never complied with any of it. I never did any social distancing. I never put a mask on. When I was in Australia and they told us we couldn't go more than five kilometres from our homes, I started doing, I've gone up to national parks through my walking. Yeah, I I saw some of your videos. You just went wherever you want. Why did you care? Yeah, I just didn't care what they said. And then the more they said I couldn't do it, well, the more I would go and do it. I would go and do it simply because they told me I couldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Good for you. you, I I think we get stronger spiritually, Max, deep down on a deep level when we do what we think is right regardless of what could happen. What could happen. Mm. That's that's the whole thing that I've said. That's the way through this is to – Always stay true to your moral compass. Don't abide by any legislation which causes you to step outside your moral compass. Don't comply with any activity which causes harm, injury, or loss. And that's the way through. I mean, there's only only one law. That's God's law, whatever you believe God to be. And that is do no harm. Do not do unto others that which you would not have done unto you. Not even do unto others as you would have others do unto you. You might be a masochist who enjoys pain. That could be a pretty stick sort of relationship. <laughs> but if you do not do unto others that which you would not have done unto you, well, you'll you'll change the world. Do a random act of kindness every day. I mean, I finish every show with In La Cash. I am another yourself. That's what it means. Uh, it, when you it? understand that, In La Cash, it's a mind saying, it's a mind greeting. Uh, in La Cash. In La Cash. And it means I am another yourself. We are each other. We are different aspects of a single consciousness of viewing the world from a singular perspective. But ultimately, we come from the same source. Your consciousness to your body it exists in the field you just download that frequency yeah. i download one frequency i experience as max you download another frequency you experience as patrick mm-hmm. but ultimately it comes from the same thing 
Yeah. We are each other. We're here as mirror reflections of each other. Now, once you understand that and you understand what it, what it really means to be you and how unique you are in that perspective, no one can be you better than you. Now, you're perfect at being Patrick Chimponi. No one, whatever you perceive your flaws to be, you're perfect at being that, that particular aspect of creation. No yeah. one can do that better than you. So why would you consider yourself to be any less than anybody else? Yeah. You know, well and said. why would you consider anybody else to be anything less than you? Because ultimately, we all come from the same source. And whatever flaws you perceive you have, you need them to be able to experience life from that perspective. And that perspective is needed to, to be experienced. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You exist. There's a clue in that, you know. Oh. So, therefore, you have validity. Why can't we see this in ourselves? And I think through all of this, I mean, they've, they've got to break that spark in people. They've got to break that that power in people. They've got to convince people that they're just this little thing, that they're a bag of germs. They've got to be scared of everybody else, and they can't do anything without the government there to protect them. Oh, my God, I need my parents. What am I ever going to do without my parents? Hmm. It's time we grew up. It's time we grew up, Patrick. We just become adults and, and realize that freedom means self-responsibility. We change the world in a day. You know, that's that's how to how to look at things, I think. And that's that's what law is. It's natural law. Doing what is right. I mean, as Mark Passio often says, what is a human right? A lot of people you say, What's a human right? They can't tell you what a human right is. They'll say, Well, there's rights and if you think rights are something that was written down on paper and granted to you by government, you've already lost them all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if they're all got they're not anything that's given to you. You're born with inalienable rights. And what is a human right? It's a human in right behavior. It's the opposite to a human in wrong behavior. Mm. A human mm. right is the opposite of a human wrong. Yeah. And it's easy to be a human right by simply always obeying your moral compass and not complying with anything which caused you to step outside that moral compass. Yeah. Say, why? Yeah. Well you know, why would you want me to do something that's going to cause harm, injury, or loss to another? What, are you calling that law? Mm -hmm. No, it isn't. It's the opposite of law. It's a perversion. It, it's it's disgraceful. The, and, yeah. Yeah, the constitutional people I've talked to over the years are very keen on saying what you just said. These are God-given rights that are memorialized in the Constitution. The Constitution's a piece of paper doesn't give us anything. It just writes it down, right? It's a yeah, big it difference. Writes it down. But then but then people think, well, that's what our rights are. Well, hang on, I can't do this because it's not in the Constitution. Right. Well, hang on. <laughs> wait a minute. Where are we going with this? <laughs> you know, it it kind of limits your sure it's 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 enshrined in there so you know what some of them are, but there's a lot more than them. Really, it's a human in right behavior. Everything that's enshrined within the US Constitution revolves around right behavior. Mm. It's remarkable that they even had to write it down. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious what is right and what is wrong. We all know what is right and what is wrong, you know. Yes, so yeah. if you believe that all your rights are that which is enshrined in the Constitution, well, that, that's not good. That's a bad thing. And, and if you believe that, well, if they amend this and they amend that, they've taken certain portions of it away. <laughs> you know, right. no, Wait a minute. They just took the that away. Yeah, it's the spell of the written word, you see. Yeah. That's what that's what spelling is. That's where they write it down because right. it's a spell. It's a spell. When, they, when you go to school, what's the first thing they teach you to do? They teach you to spell. What are you doing when you're spelling? You're casting spells. What happens when they go onto TV and they broadcast the news? What do you think they're doing when they're broadcasting? They're casting spells. 
you know. And and people say to me, oh, you know, a spell is a series of words. No, a word is a series of spells. Mm. If it wasn't written down, you probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's like when someone, there's a sign, someone says, look, don't walk on the grass. You're very likely to do it. But if there's a sign there saying keep off the grass, that spelling will keep you off the grass. Generally, people won't get on the grass if there's a sign there. It's the spell. It's the written words. It's spells. It's magic. That's how they control it's magic. How many times have we said, you know, wet paint and don't touch, and you touch it just to see if it's wet? <laughs> it's like- I mean, there's been, there's been experiments I've done in shopping centers where they've put up right. a sign saying, please uh, only use every second step on the staircase. No kidding. And people do it. Really? They yeah. do it. They, they miss out on like, no reason, but the sign said, hmm. please only use every second step. Yeah. And, and they do it. They don't even ask why. Well, what's wrong with the, the second why, you know? They don't do it. They just, they just do it. So, um, hmm. yeah. It's interesting it's you use the term spell because all of the, the people that I've talked to over the years, the Baileys, the Cowans, Kaufmans, Lanka, all of them, this whole germ theory thing, never been proven, never ever been proven to exist and they keep talking about it's just magic fairyland it's just a spell germs can get you germs can get you wow yeah 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 it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a spell it's because you say it's written down it's in the books and they, they don't question it it's interesting what's been coming out through this scandemic and a lot of doctors have realized that hang on there's a whole bunch of other medical books that they never showed us in medical school we we didn't know about these other ideas you know all we were taught was germ theory and and we're given like seven years to focus on these like you know these dozen books or whatever (laughs) you know it might be more than that i mean i don't know what the number is but you know we were only this small section of books and because they spend seven years of their life on it i mean they've got a lot invested in this shit through you know which is why they they make it so long you've got a lot invested in in this all being true and you don't want to admit that you've been lied to but they're finding out there's a whole bunch of other stuff and there's a lot of that's come out through this scandemic so in many ways there's a lot of doctors that have woken up to this as well yeah a lot of doctors have realized well i've I've spent my life poisoning people i've been i've been murdering people via via toxins under the belief that i've been helping them and all i've been doing is optimizing their immune system so it's been a huge awakening for a lot of them it's how many of them are prepared to go through that awakening and not move into cognitive dissonance and not admit that they've been wrong because it's a terrible thing to admit that you've been it's wrong. hard it's like, religion, right? it's, it's like a religion right it's like a religion yeah it's like it's hard yeah it is and they've got so much invested in it which is just again why so many people don't want to wake up through this because they've got so much invested in believing that their life has actually meant something up to this point when it hasn't it's been a distraction but you know what for me brother i i i feel so good when i look at something and study it and and look at it again and say you know i was wrong about that i feel good about that you know i do i was just mistaken so i'm just going to do this not that yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a great thing being able to admit that and yeah. to be able to see. Wow, I was played and and <laughs> way just kind of laugh at it and go, oh my god, right. all that stuff I thought for so many years and it's all complete, it's all complete rubbish. It's all completely wrong. But a lot of people don't want to admit that. I know. And, oh no, I was, I'm, I'm never wrong. I'm, I'm completely right. You can't say that to me. I've got a lot invested in this. Like Bill Hicks said in that that joke, and he's like, I got my big car, my big bank account. This is this has got to be real. No, it's, it's just a ride. it's it's gotta go oh man Uh, let's see this is one from Elsie Um, where is she in Atlanta oh Atlanta I haven't been there for a long time Elsie wants to know everybody keeps using the term they 
like Patrick just used a, a little while ago. Can you ask your guests who the they are? <laughs> well, you know, we, you want to look at the control grid. You've got the you've got the Freemasons and yeah. the Jesuits and the Jews and all sorts of forces that are doing these things, putting all of these mind control situations in place. And when you realize that even the belief in authority, like Larkin Rose wrote a book, The Most Dangerous Superstition, hmm. This belief in authority is the problem. You can blame the Jews and the Jesuits and the Freemasons for all the stuff they've done, but ultimately it's you and us that complies with all this stuff. We, we, you know, we walk between the lines, we do what they tell us. Why? So ultimately, they is us. We, we are the ones who, who keep this whole thing afloat. You can point the finger at anybody you like, you know, and that's the thing. You know, we want to be able to blame someone because we don't want to ever take responsibility right. for our own actions. Yeah. And sure, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of stuff. They've programmed us. They've trained us. They've, they've miseducated us. We can see that now. But now that we can see that, there's no point blaming them for us continuing to comply with our own slavery. Yeah. If you want to find out who rules the world, stop complying with everything that they want you to do and see who screams the loudest, then you won't have to debate it. It's really a good point um, because every moment in this eternal now, which I believe there is just now, we make a choice. Mm. We make a choice, don't we? It's free will. We choose mm. where we put our attention, Max. We just do. And he, even with, with you know, I, okay, let's say the Jewish banksters have done right. all these terrible things, sure. okay? Um, I just want to point at them and scream at them because I believe that if you kill all of them, then the world's going to change. It's the same thing. That they just want the newsletter. Give me, let me have someone to be angry at, please, so I can have my two minutes hate every day, like in 1984. And then go back to my mundane life. Most people want the world to change, but they don't want to change themselves. They want to blame it on someone else and say, well, I've identified now that it's the Jews, so Patrick's going to, I'm going to hold his coat. He's going to go and fix all that. And then Patrick's going to send me the newsletter to tell me that I can get on with my life now. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the way it works. And, and it doesn't matter who you blame. And sure, like I said, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of bad things. But we can see that now. If you know that, why are you still complying with it all? Yeah. Well, because I have to, because they'll arrest me, and so I've got to use credit cards, and I've got to use smartphones. And got, the smartphone and the credit card and all this stuff is the new world order. You can blame anybody all you want, but if you're using their tools that they give to you to enslave yourself, who is really to blame here? You yeah, know? And they're funny money, brother, right? I mean, they just create that stuff, just poof. Yeah, just create it out of thin air, not a problem, you know? It's a talisman for control, this whole thing, even this belief that you need to pay to be alive. Yeah. This is something that I saw when I was four years old. It really? freaked me out when my parents told me that we had to buy land. Like I was, I was, we we're up in the forest, and my parents, I, I've never seen the forest before. And I said to my mum, like, this is incredible up here. What are we doing living down in town? Why don't we come and live here? And she said, well, we can't. I said, why not? Nobody else is living here. And she said, well, we can't come here because we don't own the land. I'm going, own the land? What do you mean own the land? She said, oh, you have to own the land. And I'm looking around and I said to her, who owns the land? And she said, the government owns it. And I said, how did they get it? And she said, oh, you'll understand when you get older. And I'm walking around the yard with my teddy bear that afternoon. And I'm going, teddy, it's all fucked up. You, you think, got that bit early on. They, Good for you. Yeah, people think they can own the land. I said, can you tell God to take me off this world and put me back onto the proper world where people don't think they can own the land? <laughs> 
because th- these people are all mad. I want to go back. That was when I was, <laughs> I I was four years old when I saw this. Isn't and I, I had terrible childhood from that point. I'm just looking at people going, I'm, I'm born into a nuthouse. Mm-hmm. I'm literally living in an insane asylum. So that whole concept that you've got to pay to be alive and that, that, that we have to go out and work and exploit the earth or exploit other people and profit from people in order to put a roof over our heads. I mean, none of this made sense to me. So why can't we live cooperatively? How can there be people starving in the world when at the end of the day, all the supermarkets are still full of food? We didn't eat that for the day. So why why aren't other people eating it? Why is anybody starving? We've got warehouses of food. Why is anybody in the world starving? I couldn't figure all this stuff out when I was a kid. Yeah. So I realize that we, it's all it's all completely mad. So you blame them all you want. It, it's our compliance with this system which causes us to step outside our moral compass and perform harm, harm, injury, and loss every single day. So you want to blame them? Blame them all you like. But, you know, ultimately, what are you doing? What are you doing in your life? Are you going out doing a random act of kindness every day? Are you making someone's life a little bit easier because you're alive? Mm. Because that's what will change the world. Yeah. Well said. I, I, you know, I believe. I don't believe. I know reincarnation exists, and I think there's many, almost everybody listening today to us, in the same situation that they've come in at this time to do something. Some, I don't, whatever it is, you know, build a better mousetrap, or write a novel, or write a screenplay, or you know, whatever. Don't you think? I mean, it just... Yeah, leave the world a little better than how yeah, you found it. Yeah, and, and yeah. And ultimately, like I said before, it's it's to, to improve your own consciousness. All you can ever really be an authority on is yourself, and it's how you react to situations, mm-hmm. how much stake you have in the outcome of your life. Why would you have any stake in the outcome of it? You're only here for a breath. Aren't you here to improve what it means to be you, to, 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 to gather that knowledge, gather that spirit, gather that divinity, to move closer to the divine? That's what life's really about. I, th- I would suggest, anyway, from my experience, that's what so. life's about. Yeah. You know? and, and it's a, it's a mirror. It's an emotional mirror. You know, every, every moment of your life is ceremony. Every moment of your life is prayer. If you can understand that, there's an emotional conversation going on between you and reality, and it's an emotional mirror. So that's why I want to put you in fear of all this stuff that's happening, because then you will create that. Yeah. So when you can look at it and, and not be in fear, of it, but see it as opportunity for change within yourself, that's how we change the world because that reflects out to the world. I've reached millions of people with what I do, and and I'm just a misfit. I'm a social misfit. I'm a guitar player. I smoked weed for most of my life. <laughs> I, I'm perfect. I'm a perfect example. You don't have to be somebody special right. to change the world. You've just got to be prepared to be in your truth and express that, and to help others around you, and you will change the world. Lead by example. That's how it works, you know, and that's what this life is about, and that's what he got an opportunity to do here on a on a worldwide scale with this system falling apart and being laid so bare. What a great opportunity for you to see the facade, see the joke that your whole life has been, and go like, oh my god, I was wrong. Like <laughs> oh you said, oh we god. can go this way now. Actually, there's a doorway there that yeah. I can see now. That I just got to open it and walk through. I it's like, really that I like what you said about the conversation. Kind of like I do. I just talk to God all the time. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to spirit. That's what I do. You know, okay. Sometimes it's even so, okay, I think I'm going to wash the dishes now and then I'm going to do this and I want to just be clear about what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Rather than have the mind just, you know, running crazy, make me crazy. Well, like you say, it's now. Everything is now. Every, all you, everywhere you are is now. 
you know, we, we're often focused on the outcome. We're not, we're missing out on now. We, we see this vision of what it should be when we get there, you know, and it's like people looking for enlightenment. They don't, they don't realize that it's the journey. Yeah. That's how you do it. There is no shortcut. You're looking to get to this place that you want to get to, this spiritual, and people think, I'm going to learn all this stuff, I'm going to end up sitting on a mountain in white robes glowing, you know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work that way. The place that you're looking for is the path that you're on. The journey right. is the place, you know, but you're not in the moment, you're not in the now. Absolutely. You think of life as a whole bunch of still frames and you're just going through them at light speed. But every, every single moment is right here, right now. There is no future, there is no past, there's only now. That's it. And I, I bet you get this because I get some emails from very sweet people that think I'm this really smart guy that I got my you-know-what together and all that. And I tell them, and I tell them all the time, I'm, I'm just learning every moment like you are, dude and dudette. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I kind of get a mm. feeling, you know, I'm just going for the light and the light is in me, but I, I'm, I'm no expert at this thing, this life thing. No. No. We, we, we do what needs to be done because there's there's no other choice really if, if you know what's what's right and wrong then you, you have to you have to be in that path I mean if you know the stuff we know and you're not working and doing this in a world well you're part of the problem you can't know what you what we do and not share it you know so I mean it, it's all journey and it's all a learning experience and I get the same thing people they think you're a guru or something right, right. I'm, I say no I'm just a complete social misfit that's the point. That's the whole point to the thing is, like I said, you don't have to be somebody to make a difference. You know, like I've always been my own worst enemy for a lot of my childhood. A lot sure. of the stuff, you know, like you get to a point where you realize that, oh, my God, it's me. I'm doing all this shit, you know. And once you change your attitude and you realize that it's all ceremony, mm -hmm. it's all prayer, and you're having this electromagnetic conversation with reality all the time, but you've forgotten the language. You haven't even been taught that this language is real, but it's true. You change your attitude and you change your perspective of the world and change the emotional state you're in, and the world changes for you. That's how it works, you know. It's, it's really, really simple. But a lot of people just can't see the forest for the trees. They think there has to be all of this this special stuff that happens and all this special work they have to do. No, you just believe in yourself and, and stop judging yourself as what they tell you to do. Right. Now, we're given all these parameters society gives us to measure ourselves up to. They're not yours. You know? And nobody knows what you should be anyway better than you. So why, why sell yourself short? Why not just believe in yourself and take a little responsibility for your own thoughts and actions? All right. And this self-doubt and self-criticism is a big one for most. And, you know, I work on it a lot just telling myself how much I love myself. You know, you're doing good, Patrick. You're, you're doing great. Because my experience has been any teacher I've had or really good spiritual teachers that I work with, they've never, ever, Max, told me that I wasn't doing it right never scolded me ever 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 just keep pointing towards no try this try this you know not don't do that right big difference it's important when listening to these spiritual teachers as well to realize that all they can offer you is their perspective on what has worked for them too many times where we'll listen to these people and we'll think well if i do what this guy does then it's going to change my life no that's his path He's just offering you suggestions on something that you may be able to apply to yourself because it's what worked for him. But ultimately, it's your path that you're on. You know? And you can take you know, what you need from a lot of the works of these people, but sure. always listen to yourself and always believe in yourself because that's where the real answers lie. Right. It's like when uh, someone said, uh, 
You, know, you go into a book looking for, a, you, you go to a bookshop and you're looking for self-help books. You buy a self-help book, it's not self-help, it's help, okay? <laughs> it's just help, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you and know. We've all read a lot of them. Oh, who were people, and, and I agree, I think it's well said the way you put it, we work up to the point where we figure we are, we're, this is it, you know, was, you know, as Pogo said in the comics, right? We met the enemy, and it is us, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what are some of the people who are some of the people that influenced you along your your path early on that you read that you got stuff from ideas and help you? Oh, look, I, call- I, re- I, I mostly fantasy stuff. I didn't huh. read a lot of the, the teachers. I, I didn't. No? I mean, I, I got I got more knowledge of life from uh, Frank Zappa than just about anybody. <laughs> Um, Frank Zappa kept me sane when I was a kid. When I was 10 years old, no I kidding. discovered this Frank Zappa album called We're Only In It For The Money. I thought, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Someone else thinks like I do. Wow. Yeah. And um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of uh, spiritual growth from music and um, people around me, just experiences in life. I never read a lot of the great philosophers Didn't and things. You, yeah, I, I read little bits of them and I thought, well, okay, this is, this is his perspective. But um, it's even like when I was in Gaza, I went. I snuck into the Gaza Strip once back in 2012. Oh. Actually, snuck in through the tunnels. Didn't tell Hamas we were coming or anything. Just snuck in there, and I was talking to a lot of the um, Muslims. I was having religious conversations with Muslims in Gaza. And apparently, these are Muslim extremists. I'm told. Well, they didn't seem extremists to me, but. Um, I'm telling them about my concepts of, of energy and, and what reality is made of and, and, you know, divine spirit and all sorts of stuff. And they're saying to me, you're a Muslim, Max. You just haven't realized it yet because <laughs> everything you're saying is in the Quran. And I'm saying, well, um, why do I need the Quran then? If I already know this stuff without reading the Quran, why do I need to read the Quran? And they go, well, because it's written by Muhammad and rah, 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 and he was a prophet of God. I'd say, well, how do you know I'm not getting, if I already know this stuff that Muhammad was saying, how do you know I'm not already connected to the divine? And why do I need someone else's book to get in the way of my connection to the divine? Didn't Muhammad have a connection to the divine, which is why you believe in him? What about your connection to the divine? Hmm. You know, and they couldn't argue with me. You know, and I was having these really deep conversations with these people. I'm trying to tell them that we're all connected to divinity. If you just listen to yourself, you don't need anybody else's interpretation of what God is to get in the way of your direct relationship to that spirit, yes, which sir. is there if you would just look within yourself and believe yourself. You don't need anybody's book. Yeah. It's already there. There's you know? nowhere to go, right? There's nowhere to go except right here and work with what we got, you know, between us and God. That must have been fun mm-hmm. talking to these people about that, you know. Yeah. It was, and, and it was interesting. And like, you'd be in a in a car, and you you're there with a Muslim, and, you, and we're in a taxi, and I'm having this conversation with a Muslim <laughs> about about their, their religion, okay. about Islam. And as soon as the taxi driver is, it's like really interesting. What's this Western guy saying about Islam? And they couldn't fault me. They didn't. They didn't want to cut my head off. They didn't want to attack me. They didn't say I was anything bad because they're trying to convert me. And I'm going, no, I don't need your book. I've already got that connection. And they couldn't argue with me. They couldn't argue with me. And I thought that was an interesting thing, you know. 
Um, so yeah. I think we've all got this connection. We've all got this connection to I the know divine. We, do, we, have, we have too much stake in the outcome. We have too little belief in ourselves. We believe that we're all in fear. We're sinners. We're whatever. Right. You know, no, you are a spark of divinity. You are a spark. You are a thought in the mind of God. Don't sell yourself short because they want you to sell yourself short because as soon as you realize that divine connection's there, we could literally change the world in a day. If everyone stepped into their moral compass and did the right thing and all that they do, did a random, random act of kindness every day, there would be no need for this system, and this system would have no control over anybody. And that's what I see this as an opportunity of being, which is why they've got to ramp things up so much, because they're running scared, because there is a huge awakening happening on the yeah. earth. They are terrified that they're going to lose their grip on power, which is why they're depopulating and putting you in fear and you know, telling you that you, you need us to protect you from all these other governments and all the terrible things they're doing. And every government, every country you go to will tell you the same thing. You need our government to protect you. Well, who from? Well, it's from the other governments. Yeah, of course it is. You know? <laughs> or you need the medical industrial complex to get you well. And we know that's, that's a lie. You know, <sighs> we, we just know it's a lie. You know? Unbelievable the damage that the medical complex has done Man. to society and done to consciousness and done to people in general, done to life. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. Huh. And then we need the uh, military-industrial complex to keep us safe, right? Then we got to have oh, yeah, that. Of course, that, of course. That too. Yeah, because because China wants to come and invade you, or Russia wants to come and invade you. No, Russia is a whole land full of people that don't give a damn about you. It's the governments facing off against each other. You know, and they got to do this down there so that they can convince you that you need them to keep you safe from the other governments. It's crazy. They I all think, work together. I think it's I'm really key company. how you keep coming back to a, a truth and not just to your opinion or my opinion that we are all connected. We are one. We are souls. And every time every you and I and our listeners raise their consciousness a little bit, everybody else does too. That's how it works. Yeah. And that's why this thing is... And they yeah, can't stop yeah. it. They can't stop it. Yeah. They can't stop you get to a point, I mean, how, how fearful can you be? You're sitting there in fear all the time of this terrible stuff that's coming. At what point do you just go, ah, oh, I'm over this. I'm over this. I'm going to go party. You know? I'm just going to go plant a garden or something. I mean, <laughs> you, you just stop. It's like you're sitting in the corner cowering from the spider that's crawling down the wall and you realize, well, the spider's only this big and it's over there anyway. Who cares, you know? Yeah. So you know, they've, they've tried and ramped up the fears so much that I, I think it doesn't even work anymore. Yeah. You know, it, people are people are over it. The, the thrill is gone, you know, <laughs> the and they're starting to realize that there's something more. You yeah. know? The thrill is gone. Well, Max, you're so much fun to talk to. I appreciate your work. Tell folks what they'll find uh, when they visit your website, thecrowhouse.com. How does that what goes on there? Uh, the Crowhouse, it's it's an old HTML website. Yeah. It doesn't look very good on WordPress. It doesn't really load well on your smartphone. That's a good thing. You should throw your smartphone away. Um, but there's there's over a 1,000 pages, like over 2,000 pages, I think, on the website. It's just a portal of knowledge that's been there gradually building for the last 16 years. Mm. You'll find links to all, all my stuff. If you go there, you'll see a face. Just click the face to enter. And uh, you'll find links to where I am now, like on BitChute and Odyssey and stuff. I'm banned from most places, but I'm still on a few platforms. <laughs> and you'll find the links to them there. So, yeah, I hope you get something from it. hope you find stuff to share. hope you find stuff that uh, will wake you up. There's a whole recommended viewing section that I, oh, I highly recommend people see. A lot of documentary films from a lot of people that I've got listed there. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, an information portal for share. There's nothing on there to buy or subscribe to. Um, I don't do commerce if I can possibly help it. Now, I don't do any of this for money. I do this because it needs to be how done. How do you support so, yourself? Yeah. Then? Do people donate or how does that work? 
people people donate i just i i don't ask for donations i thank people who choose to do so i i firmly believe that if the knowledge that i'm putting out there is coming from the heart and it's empowering people and it's working to help the universe evolve to what it should be then the universe will provide for we'll me provide. what i need to be able to continue which is a and really I, I spiritual truth it. though that's just not some that that's the really yeah, the way it, it works right it just works like it that. is yeah it just works that way, and that's, that's the way I've been functioning. I mean, I'm not rich, but I always have enough to get by, so yeah. 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 Oh, this just came in. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show. Before Max leaves, can you ask him why he is so sure on the nuclear war thing? Because I am frightened, and I don't want to be from Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think nuclear war destroys all business. I think the world is business. It's a big holding company. I, I don't think, I mean, they may firebomb places and say it was a nuclear blast, but I don't think it will be a nuclear blast. Mm -hmm. I think the fear of nuclear weapons keeps people in line, but nuclear weapons are counterproductive mm. to anything. Mm. If, if nuclear weapons were real, I mean, what, if a country wants to take over America, they're not going to drop 15 nuclear bombs on the place. You're not going to be able to use it for the next thousand years. So why would you do that? You want the real estate. They don't want, they don't want this. It, it doesn't serve any purpose to use nuclear weapons, completely counterproductive. But like I said, the fear of nuclear weapons keeps people in exactly the state that Jeremy's in. It keeps people complying, keeps people believing they, they need government to come and save them. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a scam. I really do. I just don't see the need for any type of nuclear conflict. I think it would, would be completely counterproductive. It isn't needed in any war. It's not. I mean, we're under. A, a, we're in a state of war now. It's, it's a sure. spiritual war. It's mind war. It's an information war. They've got people cowering in fear of all sorts of things that aren't happening. And I think nuclear weapons are the same thing. They're, they're a great tool to keep people in line, but I don't think we'll ever see them put into use. I just I just don't. We had uh, financial guru, legendary Martin Armstrong on yesterday, and he, he was predicting that there could be some kind of a, what they call a dirty bomb thing, which is kind of almost kind of sort of a little bit of nuclear stuff just to... Um, just to you know, make people more in fear, and I could, I guess, it could, be. could be, could be some sort of a radioactive dirty bomb false, or something. False but I mean, like that. Yeah, yeah, a nuclear, a nuclear conflict. I think um, what they call it, you know, mutually assured destruction. Right. There is no point. That's the in a nuclear one. war. No. Yeah, you got you got one one country launch and everybody launches and then everybody dies. But for who wins? Nobody. You see, in the last forty eight hours that. There's really there's American boots on the ground now. Do you see that? They're they're in there. The CIA's in, been in there. Uh, in Ukraine. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's just going to provoke China, and that's going to provoke um, more. Yeah, it's going to create the backstory that they need to to explain the conflict and explain why the world is collapsing into the state that it is. Nothing to do with us. It was Russia. It was the war. It was right. climate change. Right. Pandemic. Right. Nothing we did. You know. It's all contrived. The whole thing's contrived. They've got to bring the world down to its knees in order to bring in their new system, you know, order out of chaos. That's what they want, but they've yeah. got to create the chaos for that to happen. Feels like Europe is kind of next. I think they're the next one, and then they'll probably go after U.S. after that, maybe. Yeah. Europe is really having a hard time. Place through, <clears throat> through winter, through everything they've done, shutting the, the power grid down. Like I said, saying that there's energy problems, but we're sending $500 million to Ukraine. Yeah, not a worry. Blowing up the pipeline. I mean, even if the pipeline is even blown up, whether they've just switched it off and let off a few air tanks. Who knows? I mean, who knows how much of any of this is true? 
Can, so, yeah, but I, I wouldn't be fear of, of nuclear war at all. Um, I see all this as an opportunity for us to step away from the system. It's, it's just people's dependence upon the system is the problem. Even with everything they've done with the two weeks to flatten the curve, how they used to have to break down the food chain. Hmm. I've been saying to people, the best thing you can do is just get things back up and running, start growing the crops again, get the system running again, just just get rid of the politicians, you know? <laughs> I think we could just fly them over to an island somewhere and just drop them and let them fight amongst themselves. You know? I've often said that. That's what you want to do. Get every single politician on earth, yeah. put them on Christmas Island, whatever. Give yeah. them all the ball, pain, hammer, and let them have their war. <laughs> it'd be we could film it. It'd be a reality TV show. We get all the, the, the heads of banking, all the heads of the media, heads of some of the religious organisations. Oh. Put them all on an island with a ball, pain, hammer. Yeah. Each of them. Here's your hammer. Off you go. <laughs> That's what we need. It'd be great. Christmas Island, perfect place for it. Yeah, that, that that's what I think we should do is put all of them there and just let them do what they want to do. And we'll go in this direction now. Thank you very much. And it would be a very popular reality show too, man. You could sell it some. It would. It would be a great reality show. Just get right down to this one person left, you know, <laughs> and then we could put him up on a head and, and give him a medal and shoot him in the head, you know, and it's the end of that gene pool. Thanks for coming, you know. Thanks for coming. Well, Max, you're, you're a blast to talk to. Thanks uh, for taking out uh, some time and being on the show. Really, really enjoyed it. My pleasure, Patrick. Send me a link when you get it posted. I, I'm going to do it right away. Yeah, share it around. Share it around. All right, brother. Thank Bye -bye. you, brother. We'll do it again. See, see anytime. anytime. Thank you. Max uh, Egan, uh, uh, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, The Crow House. The Crow House. The Crow House. Oh, I didn't even show the thing. Let me show you. Too. I'm so sorry. Look at me. Look at it. This is. I want to put Max back on. You know, sorry. Look at that, Max. You sent me that thing. That's crazy. <laughs> it's the same person. That's crazy. It's the same person. They put it right there on the Statue of Liberty. I mean, the Statue of Liberty. It's not a real feminine-looking thing, you know. I mean, uh, who is this woman? It's so, interesting that it looks exactly like that painting of Lucifer. Where did you get the painting of Lucifer? Where did you get the painting in 1797? Yeah, I think it's a French painting, 1797. Whoa. I tell you, I should show you right there. It's the same thing. And even that crown that Statue of Liberty's got on, it's Semiramis from Babylon. It's the same person. Yeah, interesting. That yeah, yeah, fascinating. Thanks for sending it. Okay, kiddo. See you soon. Okay, that's crazy. I wanted to show you that. He sent me that, and I forgot to put it up there. Boy, that's bizarre, isn't it? Holy cow. All right, kids, we're going to take some time off, and we will see you Friday. We have lots to talk about. We'll continue our exploration into this thing they call aging and why this is a scam as well. And so that's one of the, our specialties, and I think it's all made up as well. So we will see you Friday, and uh, thank you for your ongoing support. I love you, and uh, may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.